0: My offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. Here's something Wayne Dyer wrote in his book, The Power of Intention. And in The Power of Intention, Dr. Wayne Dyer wrote this. He said, the power of intention is the power to manifest, to create, to live a life of unlimited abundance and to attract into your life the right people at the right moments, Intention as Dyer described intention is having the ability to consciously achieve an end result. To consciously achieve an end result. Dyer's definition of intention is a definition encompassing affirmative prayer, visualization, energy transformation, meditation and affirmation, all of our spiritual practice. And for the next three weeks, we'll be discussing the boundless capacity of your individual intentions to produce the end result within every aspect of your journey. And so here's the realization we would like for you to embody throughout this series. Every intention you have to manifest or expand Some form of good within your journey is an extension of a first cause intention. That first cause intention, all other intentions evolve out of, is the intention of the energetic creative intelligence of that which we call God to evolve, express, know itself as you and through you. Every other conscious intention an individual establishes is born out of this first-cause intention. This is why Dr. Holmes wrote, there is a divine urge within everyone to know more, to be more, and to express more. And I have found that the thing we are searching for is the thing we are searching with. Out there in the vast reaches of outer space, and here, in the, in the equally vast reaches of inner space, everything is in order. Everything is in order. Our task is to begin to understand that universal mind is resident as everywhere and also of necessity within us. Of necessity within us. Source creates, evolves and experiences itself as us and through us. And as you and I, as you and I are the means through which presence makes itself known, the divine urge within us is infinite presence coming forward to express as that first cause intention. And as you consciously create, transform, and evolve your journey, you are doing so always from this first cause, all other intentions of the journey which follow this first cause intention why those are just fat back and biscuits drawing on some southern roots there so how did Holmes say it he said the thing we're looking for is the thing we're looking with we can also say the desire we intend to create is the desire we are creating from the vision we choose to manifest is the vision we are manifesting from. The vibration we are offering to the universe is the same vibration we are transcending from and as. A vibration of always wanting to expand. You embody that truth. You embrace that. You create and live this truth that your every intention is merely an extension of source's intention to evolve, express, and fulfill itself in ever-increasing measure, and your every word, thought, and desire is expressed only for the purpose of supercharging intention, which is the title of our lesson this morning, Supercharging Intentions. So, look, what is an intention? It's something you want to create. It's an end result you would like to have in your experience. And that end result, the desire for it has come forward so strong, you have decided to use your spiritual effort, your spiritual practice to bring that end result into the manifest realm. And what we want to do is align that conscious intention with that first cause intention. That's the purpose, right? So I want to share a little parable about how this sometimes plays out for people. And the parable is about this fella, a a man who orders flowers to be sent to the grand opening of his best friend's new business location. So his friend just opened a new business location, which is awesome. And so when the man arrived to celebrate with his friend at the new business location, he was shocked to see the flowers with the inscription Rest in peace across the front. He was outraged, just so upset that on his way home, he stopped at the florist to complain. And the florist just shrugged and said, you know, it could have been worse. Just think today, somebody was buried beneath a floral arrangement with the inscription, congratulations on your new location.'" So intention doesn't always play out like we want it to play out, does it? And what happens in that arena? Why is that? Perhaps the the friend didn't do the work he needed to do to ensure his intention would reflect as powerfully as he wanted. What else could he have done? Well, read Yelp reviews for one. That might be good. Or maybe ask the floor. so tell me, how often do you get your orders correctly? Our affirmation card this week is from the book, "Asking It Is Given, which we're going to be using all month long, right? If you don't have the book, get it on Amazon or go to a bookstore. You can get it on Amazon and Kindle for by far less than what we can offer it to you for. But here's the quote from Esther Hicks. She said, as you made the decision to come into this body, you knew you were a creator and that the earth environment would inspire you, would inspire your specific creation. You also knew that whenever you asked, it would be given. So, how did we know before we came into this environment, how did we know that whenever we asked, it would be given? And that we were coming into this earth environment as creators. Because, we knew because, we are the avenue through which the first cause intention of source evolves, expresses, and experiences itself. That is our first and only knowing. That awareness is what brings us, to, has been expressed throughout history. Even in the holy scriptures we find reference to living as this expression of source and function and form. In Luke we find the passage, I know many of you know it. So I tell you, asking it will be given. Asking it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Now understand something. It is significant that we find this passage in Luke. You know why that is? Because Luke, as the name, translates to the bringer of light. The bringer of light, the bringer of truth, the bringer of energy, the bringer of source. The light of this truth brings an illumination to our path of creation beyond our conditioned beliefs, behaviors, and perceptions about ourselves and our journey. As we consciously create our intentions from the first cause intention of source, expressing and evolving only for the purpose of experiencing itself, we are supercharging our intentions. Creating from that awareness is creating, free of doubt and fear, and demonstrating a complete faith and knowing, as I ask, it is given, as I seek, I find, as I knock, all doors are open for me. You are not now and never-were, just a human attempting to have just a little more good in your life, established to be reactive to the occasional bump in the road of the journey. You are the full-blown, whole and complete first-cause intention of the divine mind of God expressing fully in the now, fully in the now in this moment, to experience itself by living a life of overflowing overflowing with unconditional love, boundless health, and infinite abundance. Attracting to you the right people at the right moments. in all you t- intend to create, create out of that awareness. And that, and the light of this truth, will illuminate everything Step of your path, every step of your path. So look, people come to New Thought teachings because they make the infinite mistake. Notice I said infinite. That means everybody does this. Not it's not about you. It's about all those people that need, still need to come, right? But in the, that mistake is the perception that I love new thought because it trains me to get stuff. It trains me, it teaches me how to make more money or to get more love in my life or whatever it may be. And all of that is well and good and true to some extent. However, that is not what our teaching teaches. Our teaching teaches to expand the awareness of the presence of God within yourself and see it and recognize it within all individuals. That's what our teaching teaches. And from that truth you ask and it is given. You seek and you find. So this is where sometimes our intentions, that which we say we want as our end result doesn't always get fulfilled. And it's incumbent upon us to look through and to work our way through well why maybe is this intention not coming forward. So, you know, last, last month was, I think it was last month, that month before, whenever, it, how long it's been, you know, I got my, my RAV4, love the RAV4. I highly recommend it for anyone looking for a new vehicle. However, it was not my first choice. It was not my first choice vehicle when I made the decision I wanted to see about getting a new car. And the two top contenders for my first choice were a Mercedes and a Jag. Now, yeah baby, can't you just see that Jag with that Reverend His tag on the back? Now I knew going into that process I, ha- I would have all I would need to make the right deal at the right time all that wonderful stuff, the right car with the right color, all, none of that mattered to me, right? I already knew that going in. I always know that going in. But there was something within me, and researching a new vehicle for me is a time-consuming process, right? So I like to read consumer reports. I like to re- read reviews and all that great stuff. And the one thing that I could not escape right, that just gnawed at the back of my mind was the gas mileage on both, both vehicles, the fact that they only take premium, and the cost of maintenance ongoing. Right? So if I had followed that divine urge to express as something new and gotten that new Jag or that new Mercedes without doing some... Follow doing some due diligence, you know what would would have happened? I wouldn't be telling you I love my car. I'd be telling you the price of gas is too darn high because I have to use premium. Now, can I afford premium? Absolutely, but I choose to use my funds elsewhere. You follow that? I didn't say I didn't have the money. I said I choose, consciously choose, to use my funds elsewhere. So sometimes... And this is it. That thing which we're praying for, it is a damn good thing we don't get it. It just means there's a little more work to do. Esther Hicks said this. She said this book, talking about asking it is given, is about consciously allowing, consciously allowing your natural connection to the stream of well-being. It is about remembering who you really are, so that you can get on on with the creation of your life experience in the way you intended before you came forth into this physical body and into this magnificent leading-edge experience where you fully intended to express your freedom in endless, joyous, co-creative ways. That was your intention. To express your freedom in endless joyous co-creative ways so we're going to ask you to do a little exercise with us for a moment and just imagine as much as you possibly can that you have no past you have no past you have no recollection no memory of where you used to work what your relationships were what they are where you did or did not go to school, how you were raised. You have no memory of any of that. And so in that moment of just no memory, what you are is pure consciousness seeking to absorb. Seeking to absorb the next thing that comes into your awareness. And all of the sudden, out of the blue, Someone says to you, "I know who you are. You are the master creator, whose every thought, word, and deed manifest, manifest, ever evolving and expanding good, ever-expands, evolving and expanding good." You are the divine in perfect function and form. You are powerful. You are in perfect alignment. Breathe in. Release. You know what would happen? See, from that moment forward, every expectation you have would be the fulfillment of your every intention you would go forward expecting your every intention would manifest you would go forward expecting that when you speak it demonstrates you would go forward expecting knowing that when you affirmed it would manifest but what happens in this earth school of ours because we are we are in the physical realm is that's not always the first messages we receive, is it? That's not always the first message that we begin to allow to cultivate those beliefs that, and that's what they are, those beliefs about who we are and what our impact and interactions with the journey is supposed to be. You know how Esther defines a belief, right? A thought you just keep rethinking. That's what a belief is. So begin focusing on a different thought. Begin focusing on a thought that says, "I am the creator. I am always in alignment with Source. My past is not the precedent for my future." You follow that. Esther said, "Once you expect something, it will come. The details of how it may play out differ- may play out differently." but the vibrational essence will always be an exact match. So the vibrational essence, what are we getting to here? Look, your every thought, your every feeling that you have, that offers a vibration into the universe. It resonates. It says, okay, source, this is what I want to experience. This is what I want to experience more of. Right? So if we're not clear in that vibration, and I mean clear to the clear to the core not clear in our morning work not clear with the practitioner we've been working with not clear because we've had a session on the sound and light bed I mean every day you go about your business knowing how powerful you are you go about your interactions day to day not even allowing not even considering the what if to your intention. I know I've put forward this intention, but this might could happen. No. That's getting into the details. Let the universe handle the details and trust the process. So when you begin moving forward from that powerful expectation and allow the universe to create the manifestation, bring forward the end result you're offering that vibrational essence this is why I knew not to buy the Jaguar or the Mercedes knew not to do that because my vibrational essence wasn't in alignment with that it wasn't in alignment with some of the things I read in consumer reports which was not always pleasant right so had to sit back and say do I want to spend my creative time getting my vibrational essence correct and in alignment or do I want to go with something else do I want to go with something else and then they came out with a redesign of the wrath 4 so I was good to go loved it loved it the universe was saying wait the universe was saying wait Holmes said you can only attract you can tr- you a- you can attract only that which you mentally become and feel yourself to be in reality so whatever it is you're working on within your personal journey how do you feel about it dr dennis was here a couple of weeks ago he talked about how you feeling today right and we always want to feel that essence of source that we are but how do you feel about what you're intending to manifest Do you feel good about it? Do you feel and know that you can let the the details of how it's going to happen go and just go with the flow, as Esther would say, and know that the universe has your back? Because if you're not feeling that, then you're not actually resonating in alignment. Alignment is what? That freedom to experience joy. Freedom to experience joy. And so when we begin to have doubts and fears or we see an obstacle and we see an obstacle as, oh my God, I I can't move forward with my intention. Guess what? That's not operating at that vibration of freedom and joy. That's still reacting to the external world. So Esther says it's not your job to make something happen. Universal forces are in place for all of that. Your work is simply to determine what you want. And we're going to take that a step further and say, not only determine what you want, but why do you want it? This is so very important. Why do you want it? Did I want a Jag and Mercedes? Yeah. But why? I have to admit, maybe there was some form of influence of marketing going on right how often does marketing play influence of marketing play into that which we say that we want remember Dan and I many of you have been to the house the old house in Avondale estates right remember some of you know the story some of you don't we lived there for how long were we there 15 years 13 13 years Love the house, love the neighborhood, love the neighbors. What was the what was the deciding factor to buy a new house after thirteen years? It was spring cleaning. It was spring cleaning. We had one of those high foyer thingies, right? With the chandelier type thing hanging down and every other year I'd I'd have to climb up on a 16 foot tall ladder, brace myself on the wall, lean forward to pull the chandelier in, and then wipe the dust off. I don't need a house like that. I no longer wanted a house like that. I reached the point in my clarity and vision and knowing that, you know what, the house is not, having a house is not about the house itself. It's about the feeling, the energy that you want the house to emote. You want the house, the home to emote. And so when you get clear on that, guess what happens? The universe begins lining stuff up for you. It begins leading you into the right direction. It begins allowing you to say, this is what I want, with feeling, and it doesn't matter to me how many houses I have to look at. Because we looked at a lot when we were ready to sell. A whole lot. Right house. as you release any perceptions of what the en- of how the end result needs to come forward and how you perceive yourself or maybe perhaps how the world dece- perceives you how you defined your past and live from the first cause intention of being the avenue of spirit to express evolve and experience itself all bets are off there is nothing you cannot achieve heal, and absolutely nothing that you cannot transform. Michael Beckwith said, you can start with nothing. And out of nothing and out of no way, a way will be made. A way will be made. Do you believe this? Some do, some don't. I get it. Let me try that again. Do you believe this? Yes. Yes, well, of course you do. That's why you're here. I know you do. I was just kidding with you. But I want to strengthen this belief. Let's strengthen this belief just with a few examples. There's a fellow by the name of Larry Ellison. And Larry was born on the Lower East Side of New York way back when, during World War II, back and back then. The neighborhood was poor. Lower, well the Lower East Side of New York was poor and teeming with immigrants just striving to survive. At an early age, Ellison contracted pneumonia and was sent to the south side of Chicago to live with relatives. Now, despite these early obstacles, he was able to educate himself and join software development laboratories in 1977. This was crucial because in 1982, software development laboratories became... Oracle Oracle and this is a company Oracle now brings in over 38 billion every year and along the way Ellison became its CEO he also retired as CEO in 2014 and so this immigrant from the lower east side of New York right retired with over 46.2 billion dollars of net worth Got it. This fellow by the name of John Paul DeJoria, born in Los Angeles, for again a first-generation American, he started out his business life selling Christmas cards and newspapers before he turned ten. Now he also spent time in a gang. His path ahead looked disastrous, and instead of following that path, he decided that he would take out a loan and create a company called John Paul Mitchell Systems. And the loan cost $700. Or the loan was for $700. And do you know what John Paul John Mitchell Systems does today? They sell shampoo and conditioner and all that great stuff. But before they did that, before he could get to that, he had to live out of his car. In order to sell the shampoo door-to-door and ultimately he escaped living out of his car became the success that we know him as how many of you saw him on Shark Tank I've seen him on there a couple of times and he's diversified he now dabbles in diamonds and mobile phones and alcohol my kind of guy so lady by the name of Ursula Burns who also grew up in a housing project in Manhattan's Lower East Side and before the Lower East Side was so cool, it was a hot spot for gangs. And Burns was raised by her single mother in a housing project. Her mother ran a daycare center out of the home and ironed ser- shirts that she could afford to send Ursula to Catholic school rather than public school. So Ursa- Ursula kept the path and she went to NYU. And from there, she, got, she nabbed an internship at Zero. From that internship, she became Xerox's CEO and chairwoman and the first African-American woman to, to hold the, the, the realm for a Fortune 500 company. Ain't that something? Tyler Perry was physically abused by his father to the point that he attempted suicide. Now, like many of us, he was inspired by the Oprah Winfrey Show. So he started to he decided to start writing down his life experience on paper. And you know what? He discovered that writing brought him joy. It brought him joy. So he began creating musicals, and he began creating plays, all of these sentimental themes, slowly building himself up to be, one of the most successful writers of modern times. His current net worth stands around 400 mil. Right? So what do all these people, just like everyone else, what do they all have in common? They exemplified a willingness. Notice what we sent said there. Oh, just a willingness to deliberately choose their thoughts and beliefs by replacing them, all of those hindering beliefs, all of those hindering thoughts, with beliefs and thoughts that were reflective of an expansive life, of evolving and bringing forward more good, to release the past on how they thought about it and how they felt about it. None of those childhoods were great. So I'm sure they had complex feelings for a while, but somewhere that urge within them said, let's do something else. Let's focus on something else. And so they created their journey from a clean slate of consciousness, from a clean slate, and knowingly or not, provided an avenue for the first cause intention of source To express, evolve, and experience itself through each and every one of their higher intentions. You can supercharge your intentions by embodying one phrase and living it. I am, I am the demonstration of the intention of God to fully express, evolve, and experience itself. I only live I am the demonstration of the intention of God to fully express, evolve, and experience itself. I only live this truth. Now, right now, somebody's saying, I, that sounds pretty good. I can do that. I can do that. I can supercharge my intentions that way with just that one affirmation. And that's why we offered it to you. But we're offering it to you with, with this awareness too. It's going to take practice. It's going to take some due diligence. It's going to take commitment. It's going to take a willingness to say to that first time when that when that old feeling pops up about, oh my God, I have to react to the world this way. Or, well, you know, this isn't happen, happening for me because of this is where I, the way I was raised it's going to take a willingness to stop and say wait a second that's not the consciousness I choose to operate from I choose to operate from a clean slate a clean awareness and know that I am know that I am Esther Hicks said anything that you give your attention to will become your truth The law of attraction says that it must. Your life, and everyone else's too, is but a reflection of the preponderance of your thoughts. There is no exception to this. Anything that you give your attention to becomes your truth. What do we want you to give your attention to? Just one awareness. Just one truth. I am the demonstration of the intention of God to fully express, evolve, and experience itself. I only live this truth. Do that, and the whole of the universe conspires to make it so. Do that, and what you'll find is all of the sudden questions that you thought you might have will be answered automatically do that you'll find that all of the sudden there's no longer seeking your good that it's just already there you're no longer seeking the joyful experience to have you'll be seeking the joy to express you follow the difference there because it's all God it's all you it's all that first cause intention. We can tell you this, we can tell you that when you leave here today you're going to get in the car and you're going to think one of two things, my God he was fabulous this morning and I'm going to put into practice everything he said or you're going to think well you know I've heard all that before didn't work then so it's probably not going to work now and all we're going to say to you is that the preponderance of your thought makes it so what truth are you going to make your own today whatever it is it's your truth it's your experience of God It's your expression of the joy you bring forward. So make it a good one. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlantaorg forward slash donate.